Well, welcome everybody. This is Maranatha Remnant Ministries. My name is Christian Gossett, and uh, it's a pleasure to have you guys here. You know, people that are tuning in online, um, on Instagram, on the podcast, on YouTube, uh, we love you guys. We, we're so grateful that you get to come and experience just a fellowship as believers in Christ. You know what I mean? We're all here from different backgrounds, different cultures, different ethnicities, but we all are under the kingdom of God. We're Amen. all brothers and sisters in Christ. Amen. And we might look different, but to God's eyes, we're, we're His children. Amen. So um, I'm, this is a pleasure and an honor to always preach. It's, it's a pleasure and honor. This is, like, this is like the end result, and even Pastor Carmen can testify to it. You know, this is like an honor to serve and give back. And this is like from not even preparation, but a life lived for the Lord that we're able to actually uh, get to do this. And we're actually training y'all to do the same thing because you are actually um, all required as Christians, as believers in Christ to do the work of an evangelist. What does that mean? That means to share the good news with people, lead people to the Lord, pray for the sick, cast out demons, raise the dead back to life and cleanse the lepers. Right. So before I uh, jump into today's segment, does anyone have any praise reports, any testimonies, anything they would like to share? Go for it. Got some uh, a chance to have some, like still time this morning, just you know, be with the Lord and listen to some face music. And you know, while I was listening to it, I, I finally spoke in tongues on my own, so that's good. Wow, come on, girl, that's what I'm talking about. I used to advise something, but, 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 yeah, well, I got it from Bop Bop, this guy. <laughs> <laughs> Chelsea was the queen of that. I think yeah. she, she probably taught me that, right? And the thing, and the thing is, is that um, you know Cynthia has an amazing testimony. She was actually just out here in the street, about to sell some cookies, and the Lord told me to invite her to our Bible study. She was even a believer in Christ. She was Mormon. She gave her life to Jesus that following weekend. She got water baptized. Yeah. That that following weekend after that. And then that month, Pastor Carmen laid hands on her and she got filled with the Holy Ghost and fire and spoken evidence. And she brought cookies, right? And she brought cookies, yeah. So the thing is like... That's why we welcomed her back. You know, if you're you're there at the right time, at the right moment, God puts you in that place for that reason. You know, you guys are here for a reason. Like, this is divine appointment. This is a divine purpose. Even online, in person, wherever you're at, God wants you to hear his word today. Amen. And he's going to use me, Pastor Carmen. Amen. To tag team in the spirit to preach the God, uh, preach the word of God to you guys. Praise God. So, um, does anyone else have any praise reports, any testimonies? Okay. Well, I do. So, anyways, um, me and Chelsea have been looking for a house for a while. You know, we've been living with her, uh, her parents, and all that, and you know, it, it gets frustrating after a time. You know, like you're like, God, what? I mean, we looked at probably forty houses. You're like, God, is this it? Is this it? This it? And we, yeah, I'm telling you, you put your faith and trust in God, He'll direct your path, right? So anyways, to make a long story short, we still gave radical generosity. In this time of saving, God's like, I want you to give more to people. I want you to do like above and beyond what you would ever do, yep. right? Amen. Okay. So anyways, we were doing this. We like this house. It needs a little fix little fixing up but it's it's good bones it's a solid house as a pool as a backyard it's nice you know and um so anyways we made an offer on it last week and you know pretty much to tell the price um the house was bought 
from the company, right, the mortgage company or whatever you want to call them, or investment company, uh, they, they bought it for 463 and they listed it for 530 So they're trying to make a profit. They're trying to make some money. So anyways, they did this this uh, this June of this year. June of this year. And the thing is, is that um, they had to keep coming down on the price. So they actually went down 110 k in four months. So you got to think, they're like, they're upset, right? Like, okay, they, they're losing money. So the Lord told me I actually did a five-day fast, and I was in this extended fast, and the Lord told me about my house. He said, August 8th was when, the, when he told me to start looking, and that's when the whole market changed. It became a seller's market to a buyer's market. He said, Northeast Mesa. He said, 385K. Now, I didn't know if that was going to be the loan amount or how much the actual house is going to be worth that I need to buy it for. So I'm trying to make this a long story quick. Anyways, they had to come down 110K. It was at 419. We made an offer on it last week for 385. Mm -hmm. Well, they only went to 410. And then we got to a place where, um, you know, we kind of, I said, well, Lord, if this is what you told me, this is going to be our house, this is what we're supposed to have, then, you know, so be it. Um, so anyways, Monday came rolling and, uh, they offered 407. So they went down $3,000. It's like nothing. Forget about so it. I was like, forget about it. Right. Like Pastor Carlin, <laughs> forget about it. But anyways, uh, I got to a point where I'm like, all right, God, like if you want us to have this house, you're going to have, you're going to let us have this house. So anyways, they literally text my realtor and my realtor forward the message to me saying, Hey, you know, uh, we are reconsidering your, um, your offer. We're going to give you the house for 385. And that amazing. So it's under, we're going to have it under inspection this Saturday, but God's good. I had to be patient. I'm telling you, like all the stuff that you guys are going through, trials, tribulations, hard times, hardships, realize that who is your provider? Amen. Who is your God? Is your God greater than your circumstance? Is God greater than what you're seeing in the flesh? Because it says to walk by faith and not by sight. Mm-hmm. And I know that's challenging at times. I know it's difficult. But God's greater than your circumstance. Hallelujah. Just be patient. <clears throat> Another story. Um, Before I, you move on, can I just say, like, I think a big part of it that people miss is the giving part and being a cheerful giver. Because I don't think we would have gotten to where we are now financially if we weren't constantly tithing and giving and yes, doing what yes. the Word says. So I think because we yes. were, like, applying the Word and what... What good point, Chelsea. Giving, good that's point. That's why we're able to now get this. If we would have just Great stopped point. giving to save more, mm. and we would have bought a house six months ago because we weren't obedient, and then would have lost out. On Come on. So I think that that's a really big part. Excellent point. Yeah, no, that's uh, yeah. that's that's glorious. Come on, yeah, yeah. That was well said. That was well said. I forgot that part. We can we can close now. Yeah, we can close now. <laughs> so uh, word, girl. <laughs> not gonna lose track of thought. So Shauna. I met Shauna, I met uh, Alicia, and I met Damien uh, last Wednesday. And that's the previous podcast. If you listen to it, they gave their lives to Jesus. And she rededicated her life. And I can't tell you, they're in a place of hope. Like, excuse me. They're in a place of despair. Like, it was dark. Like, they had no hope. I mean, things were just horrible. And then God shows up. And it like they started smiling. They had joy in their heart. Both her her children per se are gave their lives to the Lord, Praise and they're completely God. different. 
So we got to pray for the for the baby last Wednesday, and the baby is in the NICU. Yep. I, I said it right this time, NICU, yeah. um, uh, NICU um, room. And you know, at first I didn't mention this to I didn't mention this to Shauna until yesterday. But I said when I came into that room, I saw a dark entity in the left corner that was completely black, ten feet tall. For a split second. And I saw it. And she, I guess she told me that she saw that I saw something. And I was startled by it. I was like. And I knew it was the spirit of death. And I knew it was trying to take away. Take away Boston. That baby. Baby Boston. Baby Boston. And so anyways. And I'm not. This is crazy. Because when I prayed for Boston. Last week. That baby looked unrecognizable. To what I saw. Yesterday. I went to the hospital. Uh, this baby was healthy, thriving. I'm, not, I'm just telling it like it is. Last Wednesday, that baby looked like it was going to die. This Wednesday, this yesterday, it her, she was healthy. She was strong. And she's only, like, how old is she? 25 and a half weeks. 25 and a half weeks. But how many days old is she right now? October 15th. 12 days. 12 days old. So what was amazing, I prayed last Wednesday for that baby. They get the report because this baby had a brain aneurysm bleeding on both sides of the brain. The brain swelled up and it was also like the lungs and then also there's some cut, like an infection on the baby. This baby's like not even a couple days old and the enemy was trying to take it out. I prayed for that baby. Shauna told me yesterday, she says, that brain hemorrhage, it stopped bleeding in both sides, completely dried up, healed, and the doctor said, what, what did the doctor say? You're here. You can tell the story. <laughs> the doctor, when we first went in, the doctor gave us all the news he was supposed to give us. And then every day he was walking in there saying, your, your baby's going to stay the same. He's, it was always negative stuff. And then um, we didn't even get a second ultrasound yet. And he told her, your baby's not going to make it, all kind of stuff. And then we got the ultrasound, and he wouldn't give us a report on it. He just acted like nothing. And we're, we're waiting for these results. And we didn't get no results. So then he asked for an, a third ultrasound. <laughs> and we still didn't hear anything and finally we heard no and he walked in he said she's a four she's never going to be a three a two or a one she's not she's mm. not going to get better so then finally when we got the third results from a whole different doctor he said that everything was completely stopped come on so glory to Jesus yeah. that's him he's the healer Yay. are you guys hearing this yes. this baby was on like supposed to die and Jesus healed that baby. Yeah. And continuing, that recovery work is happening. Go for it. Shana, wasn't it that a week ago, or a little bit more than a week ago, the doc, is that the same doctor that said, unplug her, let her go? Unplug her, let yes, her go. The first day, he took, when my daughter-in-law came outside, she came running out crying, and that's when we met Christian. And um, Come on. he said, you know, you could take her off the plug and hold her and, and let her go because she's going to be hard to raise her and she's not going to be she's going to be handicapped and stuff. Yes. 
Isn't that crazy? And he's the one that's, you know, right? See, see, whenever he walks into the hospital room, it's other babies. He's so negative. Yeah. yeah. So I prayed for that baby last Wednesday. God stops the bleeding in that baby's brain from both sides. Right. Tries up. And that baby is continuously. And then what is amazing is that we get to make disciples. So Chelsea and my mom went to go pray for the baby as well with me yesterday. Love it. So we're really being healing texts, right? <laughs> we're, we're out there and, in and the that field. that shows, Christian, what kind of a ruthless be-you-know-what Satan is. Yeah. yeah. I, mean, yeah. I mean, what kind of a... Right does that to a baby i mean exactly. that ought to that ought to tell everybody man yeah. you need jesus because why would you possibly serve that defeated fallen angel yeah. that does that to babies i mean yeah. that's about as cruel as it gets yeah you know mm-hmm. have good, uh, for the baby. come on you know, come on yeah but i'm gonna tell you this though it was an act of obedience if i never stepped up you and go. prayed for catalina and prayed for her baby and her baby got healed and Catalina got set free from all that demonic oppression and witchcraft that she was, that she got to put a curse on. She was able to be a witness. She gave her life to Jesus. I remember I, I led her in that place. And then she witnessed to Shauna and her family what they were going through. So you just don't know. If you're obedient, God will open doors for you to pray for other people and other people and, and glorify his name. If I never would have done that, they would have never met me and I would have never met Catalina. So. And I believe that those other people that kind of left that baby alone, they're going to see your baby yes. fully healed and restored, and they're going to be like, what happened to your baby? How did they, how did they heal so properly? And then yes. they get to be a witness, too. And I'll pray for that baby, too. I'll, I'll clean that whole place out. You feel me? Yeah. I'll clean it out in you Jesus' me, name. Man. In Jesus' name, I'll clean it out in Jesus' name. That's his will to heal. So, amen. Glory to God. That's so good. Oh, and also on top of that, before we even came up to your room, this woman pulled up right beside me, and I heard a word of knowledge for her about dealing with arthritis. And she, you could tell she comes from a bath, uh, Catholic background. And I said, hey, ma'am, I said, I hate to bother you, but are you dealing with arthritis? And she looks at me, and she says, yeah, I deal with arthritis all the way from here down here. She's like, I fell, and it's all on my right side. Well, guess what? Jesus showed up. And I told her, I said, Jesus is going to heal you right now and restore you. And I said, you didn't tell me what was wrong with you. I told you what was wrong with you. And I don't know you. So that makes God even more real to people. So I got to pray for her. Jesus did surgery outside of the hospital and in the hospital. He's just the healer. He's amazing. He's the great physician. So glory to Jesus. Yes, go for it. Uh, One more thing. So, you know, Carolina... Catalina, we call her, we will call her different names. Anyways, she said that all the moms felt bad for this baby and all the nurses would talk about this baby in the D-wing that no one went to see, that the parents never went to see. So we tried to ask the nurses oh, if we yeah, could yeah. go pray for that baby and the nurses like, no, due, due to HIPAA, you mm-hmm. can't go over there. Mm-hmm. So um, Carolina and I, we just kind of like extended our hands and prayed that mm-hmm. the family would come see the baby. So good. And Alicia said yesterday that the family came to see yeah. the baby. Come on. So even though you think yeah. you might, there might be, you know, it's challenging to pray, don't give up. Like, come on. still use your faith. Still pray. Glory to God. You know, because we take over our environment. Amen. You know, hmm. and... Um, That's good. <clears throat> Prayer, Holy Spirit can go through walls. Come on. You know, you know the baby's at. <laughs> yeah. 
So and he knows his parents. So prayer is power. So don't get discouraged Man. and don't think like, oh, well, I can't go see the baby. No, just yeah. pray. You know what? It, it gives me so much joy. And I'm so proud of each and every person here. Even it doesn't matter if you, you know, started being a Christian last week or you've been a Christian for 40, 50 years. You guys are actually doing the work of the Lord. There's most churches don't, like, we make <laughs> a big percentage of actually we go out and do it. Most of the church don't do it. You know what you, I mean? You know, this just came to me. I may have said this, I may not. But it's almost like when you named him in or out of the womb, it was like you called things that be not as though they were. Yeah. So you didn't have a choice, bro. You yeah, I know. <laughs> I was chosen, right? I mean, right? I was chosen. It was like God gave you that name. Yeah. And it wasn't some coincidence. No. Because right? I was going to be named, what was, what was going to be my name? Well, his name was going to be, uh, no, it was always going to be Christian Abram. Oh. No, it was supposed to be a different name. Like your dad? Yeah. yeah. Kelly. Yeah, he was supposed to be Kelly James Jr. Yeah. And, right. and Angelica, that wasn't by coincidence. Yeah, no. Mm-hmm. You feel me? You feel me? <laughs> all right, let's not get all emotional now, right? <laughs> yeah, that's amazing, though. Yeah. So, um, okay. Praise God. Does anybody else have any testimonies or anything they would like to share? Go for it. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyways. <laughs> Last weekend. Yeah. I told you this over the phone. Yeah, and crazy stuff. To make a long story short, because it was quite long, I yeah. for like 30 minutes to an hour. Me and my friend, I like to go driving at this game, there's tight twisty roads, it's fun. Every now and then I like to do this with my car. Brought a friend along, <laughs> his first time going, it's nighttime, you know, because you don't want many people to be there. And then going up and back a few times, it's just fine. And then on our way out, he's following me out, and there's like a part where like the road disappears, you go up, over like a little hill and immediately turns to the left so it just like disappears looks like it does <laughs> and then that's kind of when I pulled away from him so he couldn't really see what was coming up next mm-hmm. and then he ended up going off the edge like deep into it the car was like mm-hmm. only three or four people stopped because mm-hmm. they and two of those people that were coming the same direction we were mm-hmm. only stopped because they were going slow enough to see the car mm-hmm. from that side of the road you cannot see it that's how deep in it was I have a picture of it. It's not too great, but... Wow. Let me pass that And the car is sitting, like, deep in the... You guys see it? It's like in the... It's in the ditch. He me over the walkie-talkie. He's like, oh, I went over. So, right after I turned around, immediately, what seemed like within the minute I'm there, there's a guy with a truck ready to pull us out. With toe straps. Or he had to go back to his house and get another more powerful truck. So good. Anyways, even when we mess up, like last time, yeah. When I almost got hit by a truck, even when we mess up the God, He's still faithful to us. Come on, yeah. so good, amen. Not to mention his bumper was like his car was resting on a rock. The bumper was facing like this outwards when it should have been like this. Man, how? Oh. You pull it out. The only damage on it was a little like scratch on the front of it. Yeah. Fully functional. Tires not popping. Nothing. That's when it says that He sends charge over you mm-hmm. to keep you in all your ways, yep. and. Pick you up unless you lest you dash your foot upon a stone, right? Amen. And just like how you're telling the story about the baby, the situation does not reflect the outcome. Mm. So whatever situation anyone's in, come now, on, come on, that's good. Is not where you're gonna be. Preach from now. Yeah. It's a good. Month from now, ten years from now. Come on, preach. Yeah. 
Come on, I'll give you the mic, bro. I don't care. <laughs> I ain't scared. And I'm like, hey, I'm raising disciples here. So that's amazing. No, thank you for sharing because see how there's all different types of struggle and chaos and things that we're in. And didn't this start with a word that you said that grandma got like 20 years ago about this family? Yeah. That wasn't thus said the Lord. He told me. Yeah. But it all started from there. And look at this family. It's a prophecy. Right? That got fulfilled. Grandma? It's getting fulfilled. Huh? Is that like cool? What's that? That lady prophesied. Yeah. Me about what? 20? About 20 years ago is what you told me. Yeah, 20, almost 30 years ago, right? 25 and 30 years ago. 25 to 30 years ago. And look at the fruit now. You're talking to me? I knew you were part Italian. You're talking to me? Yeah. Praise God. How cool is that? That's huh? amazing. And here Glad it is God. coming to pass right yeah. now. Nice. Well, yeah, we can see before. And hey, that's a blessing. That's right? huge. So how many you how many you've been waiting 30, 35 years? Probably nobody, right? So so no. how long have you been waiting? Nothing compared to that, right? Yeah, that's the glory to God. Amen. It's amazing. Woo, okay. Um, well, if that's it, let's pray and let's get into this. Uh, do you want to pray us? Father, we love thank you. We worship yes, you. Lord. Think thank through our minds. Speak through our vocal cords. All yes, of you, Lord. none of us, Father. We thank you the word is going to go forth unhindered by any satanic force, Father. Yes. We thank you for your presence resting on each and every one of us. We receive by faith what you have in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And, and real quick before we get started, uh, Chelsea, I want to put you on the spot for just a second. Can you... <laughs> Can you just, how, just real quick, because this, I think, relates to before you start, is explain how you, how you pull or God taught you to pull on the anointing and how you, you, what, you know, whatever you want to say about that. You know what I mean? Because I think that's really relevant to what we're doing here right now. So the only thing that I can think of is actually something you told me. Really? Um, which was just like, because for a while, Pastor Carmen would come around and he would always have words for me. And I think one day I made a face and he was like, just so you know, and he explained what words of knowledge were to me. This was like way at the beginning when we first met him. And yeah. he was like, it's just God's way of talking to you, just like through prayer. It's God's way of talking to you. And so then anytime I have the opportunity to pull, I'm just like, God's just talking to me. God's giving me something. I need something. It's like, I just think of it like water. From people. Body. Yeah. From people. I like that. Yeah. Okay. So that's, that's good. Thank you. No, that's, that's, <laughs> that's excellent. Helpful. No, that's perfect. Thank you for that. Well, what I was going to share along with that, you know, is, um, you know, Ephesians 6, 19 says, and for me, that utterance may be given to me. Right. that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel. And so I always talk about utterance is greatly affected by the hearers. So as Christian starts to share, if you guys will do what she said and pull on that, say, Lord, you're going to speak to me. What, what yeah. do you have for me today? What, yeah. I want it, Lord. Come on. You know, because he can only go as far as you guys will let him. Right. If you dig your heels in and don't want to hear it, 
Right. He, he can't go any further, or I can't either, right. right? And then Hebrews 11 says, Now faith is a substance things hoped for. That word hope is an intense, earnest expectation. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I have an expectation that mm -hmm. I'm going to walk in divine health. Come on. That these things I've been dealing with, Come little on. stupid, annoying things, right. you, know, you know what I mean? Just yeah. annoying little things mm -hmm. yeah. are going to leave. And, and I got an expectation now. That's good. Yeah. And so, so let good. that expectation build that something's about to happen yeah. based on right. the Word of God that we are presenting. Does that make yeah. sense? Yeah. Not just, oh, I'm expecting it. No, but based on what? Mm. Based on the Word that is going to be presented tonight. And you expect and you pull on that Word. Does that make sense? So have an expectancy as he starts talking yes, yes. and as we share. So that that's what I wanted to, to share, brother. No, that's amazing. That's what we got to do. If you come and we take it, right? We and we take it. We what take things of you desire when you pray, believe you receive. That word receive means take it. Okay. You take it. Right that's here. what you're doing, uh, Chelsea. You're this taking is, it. It's funny that you guys said that because this is one of the verses I want to share with you. Matthew 11, verse 12. And from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffereth violence and the violent take it by force amen that means that we got to be aggressive with it that means that we can't just be passive that means we can't just be like well i'm expecting my healing some way somehow no you got to take it right by now. faith right with now. force right now. because the thing is your adversary is working overtime to take you out but the thing is you it says, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Yes. What does that mean? That means that you have the greater one living in you that's overcome your adversary. Come on. And that you take it by force, and it is yours, and it is yours, and it is yours. Praise God. In Jesus' name, right? Amen. So just Matthew 11, verse 12, okay? So today we are talking, the title is The Second Coming of Christ, right? So God's really been burning this in my heart. And we stopped last week. On Matthew 24, verse 28. So now I'm going to pick it up. Matthew 24, verse 29 through, I believe, 51. Now, if you have your Bibles, if you have any, uh, your phones, whatever, if you want to follow, be my guest. If not, just, just listen. And God will, God will use me look, and look, Pastor look Carmen. Anyway. Right? And Pastor Carmen uh, will we'll both be tag teaming. So I'm going to go, and then he's going to go, okay? So let's follow along. I'm going to read this in the New King James Version. The coming of the Son of Man. Immediately after the tribulation of those days, the sun will be darkened and the moon will not give its light. The stars will fall from heaven and the powers of heavens will be shaken. Then the sign of the Son of Man will appear in heaven. And then all the tribes of the earth will mourn. And they will see the Son of Man coming on the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. Now, I'm going to break this up for you guys. So we talked about when Jesus comes, there's going to be signs in the heavens. There's going to be signs upon the earth too. And the thing is, I'm, I'm not here to scare you guys. I'm here to stir you up and tell you, hey, times are getting darker we're in a place where we have to be the light of the world yes. and we got to be ready. Like Pastor Carmen says, get ready. And the thing is, at this time when he's coming, it says all the tribes of the earth are mourning. Why are they not rejoicing? Come on. Because they know that they messed up. They didn't live a life that's worth um, being godly, right? They didn't follow God's precepts. They went against God. They persecuted God's elect. 
And now they're really biting their words. They're biting their actions because how they live their life here. Because now Jesus is here. They're like, oh crap, we messed up. Right? And they're like, they're in agony and pain that he's coming. But the thing is, you're not going to stop him. The Son of Man is Jesus. And he's going to come with power and glory yeah. back for his bride, Amen. back for his people. Right? Verse 31 And he will send his angels with the great sound of a trumpet. And they will gather together his elect from the four winds, from one end of heaven to the other. Glory. That means when he comes, he sends out his, his, um, his reapers. What is his reapers? His angels. Right? Jesus compares himself to the... Um, he's the master, right? He sends the reapers out into the field to grab the, the produce, right? To grab the, the wheat, to grab the harvest, right? But for us, we're co-laborers working with God to bring that harvest as well. Yeah. So the thing is, what's amazing is that the Lord will send out His angels to grab His people from the north, south, east, west. I don't care where you're at. God is not going to miss you. God's going to grab you. He's not going to be like, oh, I forgot. No, He's going to make sure that He grabs everybody that is His. Right? It says that whatever... It says... um. Correct me if I'm wrong, Pastor Carmen, but it says what God has, um, what he's grabbed that no man can pluck it out of his yeah. hand, right? And Jesus says, all the ones that my father has given to me, I'll make sure that none, right? Yeah. None of them will perish. None of them will be astray. None of them will, will go through my hands. That's good. Yeah. They will be mine. That's it. And the thing is, I, you know, um, I, I feel like God's just bringing this up. I had a pomegranate today. Right, and I love pomegranates, but I can't tell you how disappointed I was when I opened that pomegranate and it was brown and black. And I was like, Man, I'm like, this whole fruit is destroyed, this whole fruit is like just gone. But once I started peeling back the layers of the pomegranate, there were still some that were red and ripe, and I started to take what was good. And I started taking out what was bad. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like dividing, like, okay, I'm going to get the good ones. I'm going to take the bad ones. And the Lord says, that's how I'm going to be with my people. Amen. I'm going to take what is mine and leave what is not mine. And it's going to be in the heap. It's going to be in the garbage. It's not, it's not, it's not mine. Amen. It does not produce fruit. It's garbage. It's gross. I couldn't eat that fruit. Do you understand what I'm saying? And yeah. why I'm sharing this with you is because... You're God's elect. You're God's chosen people. You're, you're God's uh, anointed ones right here upon the earth. You're God's hands and feet upon the earth. And I want to encourage you guys, do not be discouraged. Do not be dismayed because it says when Jesus is coming, it says that is your redemption that draws nigh. Right? Uh -huh. that, that means that he's the one that's coming that's going to save you and take you up with him. Okay? So this is, this is a place of rejoicing. We don't have to be the tribes of the world mourning. We're going to be like, Yes, Jesus. Like, we're going to be so excited. And I know, like, there's been so much, like, well, Jesus was supposed to come in the 80s, and Jesus was supposed to come in the 1800s. Well, look at the times that we're living in now. Yes. Look at the Bible prophecy that's being fulfilled now. Yes. See, if you don't know the word, you won't know what's being fulfilled. Come on. Right? When Israel became a nation in 1948, May 14th, that was huge because that's biblical prophecy that was fulfilled. Mm -hmm. and, I'll, and, I'll, and I'll read it. I don't know if I'm going to do it through this chapter, but I'm going to continue on for the sake of time. The parable of the fig tree, verse 32. Now learn this parable from the fig tree, and when its branches has already become tender 
and put forth leaves so that you know summer is near. So you also, when you see all these things, know that it is near at the door. As certainly I say to you, this generation will by no means pass away till all these, till all these things take place. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will by no means pass away. What does that mean? That means that the word of God will always and forever be here. It is foundational. It will never fade away. It will never get old. It will always be brand new. It will always be fresh. It will never be taken away. Heaven and earth will be gone. Everything that you've gained in this life is gone. Right? How do you enter the world with nothing? How do you leave the world with nothing? The only thing you got is your salvation in the Lord and the people that you led to Jesus that are going with you. Can I get an amen? amen. Can I get a hallelujah? All right. Okay, cool. So why I'm sharing this with you guys is because you guys have to look at the times. Do not be deceived. Look at what we're living in. Look how horrible the earth is right now. Look how horrible things are going. It's in, it's, we're in a dark place, guys. Come on. When you start bringing transgender people to preach in the church, there's a problem. When you start influencing little kids and teaching them, well, you can be whoever you want. You can like whoever you want. You can identify as, as you want. That's not what it says in the Word of God. God says, I've made man and woman in my image. Yep. That's on. it. There's no in-between. That's, That's right. it. That's and the right. thing is, if we don't stand up for justice right now, we don't stand, like, because pedophilia is becoming a thing now, too. Yeah. How sick is that? They don't even call it that. They don't even call it that. They call it um, minor attractiveness or... Minor attract that's how Minor disgusting and perverted that is. Yeah. But I want to tell they you that they have a flag and yeah. everything. Yes. It's they parade it. But see, if you don't know the times we're living in, you'll be deceived. Look at all the pestilence. Look at COVID, monkeypox. All these things are happening. Rumors of war. Ukraine, Russia, I mean, China, Taiwan. All these things you're seeing, yeah, they, yeah, you could, you know, people can make the argument of like, well, this has happened in the past and the history repeats itself. But look at the difference. Look at the difference. The difference is it's coming against the church. Yep. Yes. What you preach, you're a bigot, you're a racist, yep. you, um, that's a hate speech, that's a hate crime, you're assaulting me. With your words, no. The word of God is sharper than any two-edged sword. That pierces through bone and marrow that separates soul from spirit that will show the intentions of your heart yep. that's why you're getting offended yep. that's why it hurts yep. but the thing is it's gonna it's gonna keep you clean it's gonna keep that nasty stuff off your heart and slice it off Come right on. so glory to god we'll keep going no one knows the day or the hour verse 36 but of the day and the hour no one knows not even the angels of heaven but my father only but as the days of noah were so also will the coming of the Son of Man be. Do you, did you see that reference, the days of Noah? So I'm going to continue along. Verse 38. For as in the days before the flood, they were eating, drinking, marrying, and giving in marriage until that day Noah entered the ark. Right. And did not know until the flood came and took them all away. So also will be the coming of the Son of Man be. So what does that mean? Well, why, why, did that, why did God get rid of the people of Noah's generation because they were so evil. They were so wicked. They were doing abominational stuff. And God said there was only eight people that were righteous. Eight people. 
So you got to think, God is not, God is not going to save just the church. Right. God's saving the remnant. Come Did on. you hear that? Yes. Because a lot of people go to church, but God's going to save the remnant. That's why this ministry is called Maranatha Remnant Ministries. Because we're that last secluded bunch that's not going to bow to Baal. We're not going to compromise. We're going to live righteously and holy, and we're going to do the work of the Lord until we got to go home. Right. Right? Glory to God. Okay, let me keep going, guys. Verse 40. Then two men... Okay, so we talked about the days of Noah. This is what's happening. And it's just going to get more wicked. It's going to get more worse. But the thing is, we have to get brighter. We got to shine brighter in the darkness, right? I was telling... uh, I was telling Shauna yesterday, I said, you ever been to like a really like nasty, like a hotel or an apartment and you have a flashlight and you point it into a dark place and you see these roaches scatter away? Like you just see them like, like what the heck? Like where do they come from? Right. The thing is why I was sharing that is that that light, when you illuminate darkness, mm-hmm. darkness has to flee. Those critters that live in the dark, you know, people that are demonic possessed, people that do stuff that's abomination, the, the stuff that is not righteous or godly. Mm-hmm. When you shine light upon it, they dip out. They flee, right? So, but we're here to not compare people to roaches, okay? <laughs> we're here to love people and be Christ to them, but shine the light on them. Because once they see the truth and the light, they're going to be like, wow, I've been missing this my whole life. Thank you for sharing that with me. Thank you for showing me that the word of God can set me free and Jesus can save and he's the Lord, right? So, anyways, verse 40. Then two men will be in the field, and one will be taken, and the other left. Two women will be grinding at the mill. One will be taken, the other left. Watch, therefore, for you do not know what hour your Lord is coming. But know this, that if the master of the house has known what hour the thief would come, he would have watched and not allowed his house to be broken come into. On. Therefore, you also be ready for the Son of Man is coming at an hour you do not expect. So what does that mean? Be diligent. Be ready at all costs. Be ready at all times. Because you don't know when He can come. Only the Father knows. Not even the angels in heaven know. The Father knows. The faithful servant and the evil servant. Verse 45. Who then is faithful and a wise servant, whom his master made ruler over his household, to give them food in due season? Blessed is the servant whom his master, when he comes, will find, will find so doing. What does that mean? Whatever the master has told the servant to do, that servant does that work and doesn't tarry, doesn't go away from it, but stays consistent, stays dedicated to the task at hand. Okay? Yes. <clears throat> right here. A certain, verse 47, certainly I say to you that he will make him ruler over all his goods. Do you see how he's, if you're faithful with little that God gives you, you'll be faithful with much. There it is. God can trust you and say, hey, you know what, Shauna, you've been doing such a great job with, um, you know, your work. We're going to, I'm going to promote you at your job. You see, man can't promote you. God promotes you. God, it says, whoever humbles himself will be exalted. And whoever exalts himself will be humbled. God gives grace to the humble. Come on. Right? But God gives grace to the people that are faithful. Amen? Yep. Amen. Okay. <clears throat> Let's keep continuing along. Verse 48. But if that evil servant says in his heart, 
My master's delaying his coming and begins to beat his fellow servants and to eat and drink with the drunkards. The master of that servant will come on a day when he is not looking for him and an hour that he is not aware of and will cut him in two and appoint him his portion with the hypocrites. Do you hear that? There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. What does that mean? That you can't, what you're doing right now, if you feel like you're not living for the Lord or you feel like, you know what, I really need to dedicate myself. I really need to be faithful just as he is faithful. I need to be that faithful servant to the Lord. Repent. Turn from that way, right? It's not just confessing your sin. It's turning from that act. It's turning from that action. It's actually rechanging your mindset and how you view that. And your perspective. And how does that work? That's through the word of God. That renews your mind. That cleanses your mind. That makes everything. What is the word? It says do not conform to this world. But be transformed by the renewing of your mind. What is that is good. Acceptable and the perfect will of God. That's how you get in God's perfect will. Through his word. Yep. And being renewed by it. Amen. Okay. Yep. Um, so the thing is. Let's not be hypocrites. Because the thing is we can't hide what we do in secret. We can't hide what we do in the dark. God sees everything, but he's here to show mercy. He's here to show you grace. He's here to show you love for you to turn, and he'll help you get through it. You know what I mean? I'm not here to condemn. I'm here to uplift you guys. I'm here to show you that, hey, let's rise higher. Let's not settle for hypocrisy. Let's settle to be faithful servants to the king, and that's Jesus. Okay? So that's all I have for you guys. Praise but we're going to pass it off to Pastor Carmen. So. You know what, what comes to mind, too, is um, where you were, and then literally, like, a minute later, you were saved, yeah. rededicated. Yeah. The baby was here, and then the next instant, you know, how cool is that? How quickly God can turn things around. Come on. If you just make the decision. And what did you do? You made the decision. I'm not living like this anymore, God. I'm tired of where I'm at. I'm coming back to you, right? Because that's what I heard yeah. you say. You rededicated. Yeah. So how cool is that, that in an instant, you could just change your way of thinking like Christian talks about. You could make a decision and say, you know what? I'm not living this way anymore. And once you make that decision, everything changes. And God will treat you as if you're already on that path. It talked about in the Old Testament about where they rebuilt the house of God, it says when the foundation was laid, that's when they got blessed. Mm. He didn't even wait till it was built. So when you make the decision, this is what I'm going to do, from that point on, God counts as if you've already done it. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. And so a few things I kind of noted about, about this was... Um, Going along with what you're saying, Christian, um, is about he, you know, his coming back is every, and I want to say this pretty slow here. So every step of obedience leads you to the next thing that God has for you, right? Even though it seems like a simple thing, just showing up to church, being where you're supposed to be when you're supposed to be. And I like giving this analogy because back on my birthday a couple of years ago, the Lord said, you know, basically from this point on, I'm going to give you the ministry of laying on of hands for three things. One was laying, on, laying hands on the sick, they recover. People getting filled with the Holy Spirit. And we've seen the evidence, right? And then laying hands on people and they know the next step. And you'll never convince me that had I not showed up to church that day, 
that he would have said that? What if I stayed home and rested and stayed home and, oh, you know, my, you know, I'm too tired. How many people do that? Because they got to rest so they can go to work the next day. So is your work your source or is God your source? Smell that flesh burn. But, <laughs> but every step that we take in obedience, it's like, it's like, that's good, Lord. He'll honor it as if you've already done the whole thing. And so when you make this step, that leads you to this step. It's like, it's like, like when, you, when you bake or when you cook, right? Like when she makes those cookies. If you leave out one ingredient, something's going to be missing. So what we think is so unimportant is the very thing, that's good, Lord, that He'll use to bless you. Does that, does that make sense? And, and, and if you, bear with me and it'll come out, but, and if you take those steps of obedience, then the next thing can come like, like, like Abraham. He said, go to a land I will show you. And then when he got there, what did he say to him, Christian? Every piece of ground your feet walk on is yours. Why didn't he say it back there? Why didn't he say to it back there? Because he wasn't where he was supposed to be yet. So there's a lot of things you're not going to see because he wasn't where he was supposed to be yet. And when he... Now, again, had he not taken that step to go to a land I will show thee? He would not have heard every piece of ground your feet walk on is yours take. That's like you guys loading up your U-Haul and you don't have a closing net on the house. But you load up a U-Haul and he says, okay, just start driving. I'll tell you where to go. That's literally what he was doing. He loaded up the camels and headed to Beverly. Right? He said to a land, I will show thee. So he had to go that direction. The, the, the Red Sea didn't part till what? Till they put their foot in it. And then it, then it parted. Now, so, now let's take that on the negative side. Every step of disobedience keeps you from this next thing and this next thing and this next thing. So you're supposed to be here. But because you disobeyed here, 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 and here, you can't even see that thing yet. So as soon as you get that in your spirit, you repent. Lord, you told me to do that and I didn't do it. I, I, how I learned to practice that, like I, I, I felt him say, you left your keys in the house. This is back when he used to have a key, you know. And, and I went to walk out the door and I forgot the keys, and immediately I said, Father, forgive me. You told me to get my keys, and I didn't do it. Now, you think that sounds so simple, but that keeps you clean. That keeps you sensitive. That keeps you aware. Like we were discussing, the more sensitive, the more aware you are to Him, the more He can flow through you. So it's like a, like a wire of electricity. If the wire's not cut, the electricity can flow. So if your fellowship with Him, right, good way to put it, Lord, is not cut off, then that presence and that anointing can flow from you to Him. And it's one continuous flow 
of blessings, of healing, of prosperity. Is this answering some questions? Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. to be connected too. Be, I am the vine, you are the branches. Yeah. Abide in me, for, for the, the, the branch cannot bear fruit of itself right. unless it's connected to the vine. Exactly, and I was telling you about that power cord. Remember the three, yeah. you see the three outlets? I always say that's God the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. You plug in to that power source. Three prongs. Now, three prong, and now you're connected. That'd be stupid if, like I told you, the fan analogy. I have a fan, and you're like, it's hot in here, but I never plugged it in. Well, I don't care how many times you tell that fan to work. It will never work. Never work. It has to be plugged into the source. Go ahead, Maggie. I have a question. So I know this person that says, oh, I'm not going to serve the Lord. I'm not going to obey the Lord, but then they're praying and they want this certain thing. So how does that work? Like It doesn't. I know. I was like, I don't think you pick and choose, mm -mm. you know? Can no. you Can you expound on that a little yeah, bit? Yeah, absolutely, because to me, I guess the first question is why are you disobeying? Mm -hmm. Are you doing it because, do you know better? Because there's a difference between legal doubt and, and flat disobedience. Mary had legal doubt. Mm -hmm. How yeah. can this be since I haven't known a man? Yeah. So that was a legal question, right? Yeah. And then what happened when the angel said, the Holy Spirit will come on you? What did she say? Be it done unto me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Now, why did um, Zachariah get his mouth shut? Because he said, how can these things be? Yeah. And he was in, he, that wasn't legal doubt. That was flat unbelief. See, doubt can mean you don't know any better. But unbelief means I'm just not going to do it. Yeah. And that is a dangerous, dangerous place to be. Because now you're not just missing it a little bit. You're missing it the whole boat by saying, I'm not going to do that. Does that make sense? So that's not innocent unbelief where you just don't know any better. That's what it sounds like to me if they're choosing to be disobedient. you know. Or my personal favorite, you pray with somebody for a settlement and they get the settlement, and then they don't even tithe. Uh, They're like, really? Did, really? Really? Uh, or you pray for them to get a job, you give them money to drive to church for gas, and then they don't show up at church because now they got a job. You're like, you know, five minutes ago you were broke and you had nothing. We prayed you got a job. You would think they would connect two plus two. Uh, so again, we're not talking about innocent unbelief here. We're talking about steps of disobedience and that's how we get ourselves in trouble see here's what we don't realize did that answer it maggie yes here's what we don't understand we are auditioning for eternity right now yes. what you are doing right now determines your place in the kingdom yes. and your seat at the table so to speak yes. that's good yeah. that's good because this is the only time you could be faithful over little to be made ruler over much. Yep. The faithful servant or the evil servant, right? Yeah, it's your choice. And let me say this. I don't know why I'm saying this, but people a lot of times you talk about finances. It is God's will for us to be blessed financially mm -hmm. and actually to be rich, the Bible says. Mm -hmm. Well, rich is not a dollar amount. It means a full supply, yeah. right? Second Corinthians 9, 8 in the Amplified. All grace, every favor, and earthly blessing come to you in abundance. See, always, all times, no matter what the need, possess enough to require no way to support, furnish in abundance for every good work and charitable nation. That's God's definition of being rich. Now, why am I bringing that up? Because people say, well, well, we shouldn't talk about money. We should talk about souls. Well, Jesus himself said, if you're not faithful in unrighteous mammon, which is money, 
Who will trust you with the true riches, which is souls? Now, don't we have that backwards? We say, oh, no, no, let's focus on the souls first. But Jesus said, if you can't be trusted with money, you ain't going to be trusted with somebody's eternal soul. Here's how he said it to me. He said, when I can trust you with man's most valuable resources, which is money, then I can trust you with my most valuable resources, which is the anointing. And, and, and it was based on that scripture. So what I'm saying is, every step of obedience, here's the result. Every step of disobedience, here's the result. Right? Anti-Christ, anti-anointing. So, auditioning for eternity. That means that your position in the kingdom is determined right here, right now, between now and when you leave this body or, be, or when Jesus comes back. Because it's the only time we can choose between good and evil. In eternity, there is nothing else. There's only good. So, so, so now is the only chance you could submit to God, resist the devil, and he'll flee. Because he ain't going to be in heaven. That's right. Now is the time that you can prove faithful in little. Now, what's little? Little could be anything. It could be your thoughts. It could be your words. It could be, you know, anytime he tells me to give somebody a word, if it's a, if it's a real exacting word... This is for somebody, but there's a word of knowledge where sometimes you'll say, I have a word for you, Ian. And then you don't know what the word is until you open your mouth. And then there's other times when he'll say, say this to Chelsea. And I'll make him repeat it three or four times. Because it may be an exact word. Maybe only a sentence. Do you see the difference between that? I mean, they both come from here. But one is, is you don't know what it is yet. Until you open your mouth, like that, that, that little clown thing, you know, that he pulls out of his mouth. Or if he gives you something specific, I've had him have say just two words to somebody. And I make him repeat it so I don't say anything, I don't add to it, and I don't take away from it. What did Jesus say? I only say what I hear my father say. I only do what I see my father do. Just like Christian said, the word. In the beginning was the word, the word was with God, the word was God. The Word became flesh, dwelt among men. The Word and God are the same. I want a Word from God. Here you go. Here's your Word. When you know this, then you can get the other. So what does all this have to do with what He talks about? Staying ready, being ready, prepared at all times. Living like this could be the last day, but yet don't change anything except staying obedient. In other words, here's how he explained it to me. He said, son, when you lay your head down at night and you have nothing scratching you in here saying, oh, I should have did this, I should have did that, and you string enough of those together, you're going to hear well done. Now, I'll say this. I, I don't know why I'm saying this, but the other day when I preached at healing school, it was almost like, I don't know if you ever had this happen, Christian, but God got excited and when I was going home, he's like, he's like, son, you nailed it. You did an awesome job. And I'm like, God's telling me this. I'm like, forget y'all. And he was, ex- I was like, wow, I really got God excited. You know why? Because I just gave him my mouth. And I just said, speak through my mouth. That's he said, you let me be your mouthpiece. 
And that's why a lot of times when you guys hear me minister, I'm like, and I'll tell you how it's going to work because I don't know until I start talking and then I have to go back and listen to it. Why am I saying this? Because every one of you could just simply be his mouthpiece. You don't have to think about... In fact, when you think about it, if you have a word for somebody and you start thinking up here, don't give it. Because if your head gets involved, I'm not mixing the two. That's why you heard me tell Grandma, now Grandma, this isn't thus saith the Lord. Christian told me this. Because I am not mixing thus saith the Lord and what you gave me in the natural. That's why I'd rather people not tell me anything. Because then I can minister you by the unction. But if you tell me something, then I'm like, okay, I, I... I can't say, thus saith the Lord. You want my opinion? I don't want to give you my opinion. You know? So, any questions about anything I, that I brought up or said? And that word, I like how you said, is here, right? Yeah. It's here. Yeah. The spirit, man. The core. Yeah, not your head. How do you know the difference? It, it's, it's a knowing. It's a, women may call it Intuition. You know why women used to get that intuition a lot more than they do now? Is because they would be home working, taking care of the kids. And they had time to get quiet. But now women are in the workforce every bit as much as men and more. I've never seen so many more high-powered women in the workplace. Managers, leaders, it's, it's awesome, you know. But, but they had a chance to get quiet. So getting ready. I like to practice... His presence. Practice getting ready. So, for example, the best time now, if you can discipline yourself to, like, wake up just before you have to get up and spend a couple minutes without falling back to sleep, if you can get to the place where you discipline yourself, like a couple days ago, the Lord woke me up like one minute before I was the alarm was going to go off, which is kind of cool. But that is the time when you're quiet, that is a time when you've been asleep all night and you're able to hear him clear because your mind's not all over the place. You're not thinking about your schedule. So you get quiet and listen from in here. Not for audible voices, but for a leading, for a knowing. For this just seems right. What am I talking about? Staying ready. Being ready. Is this helping anybody? Yes. You know, and you tune in here and you listen. And, I, and you guys have seen me do this sometimes because this is where the Spirit is. He's in there. Right? You are a spirit. You have a soul. You live in a body. Your body will do what you train it to do. You, the Spirit. Shut up, body. I'll tell you when you can have that food. We'll eat when I say so. And you can get to the point where your body is this quiet and your spirit is this big. But most people, it's the opposite. See? And, and, and so I'll close it up with this. Your, 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 your mind literally has a voice. Your body has a voice. So when you train you by feeding on God's Word and spending time with God to be strong, then you will dominate your flesh. Come on. You will dominate your mind. Yep, that's it. You will say, remember 103rd Psalm? Bless the Lord, O my soul. Mind, will, and emotions. That's your soul. And all that's good thee. Bless His name. Forget not all His benefits. Hey, memory. You've been having trouble remembering things? Talk to your memory. Hey, memory, I'm talking to you. You remember. Forget about it. Forget about it. Right? So I'll say this real quick. So you train yourself 
by renewing your mind, like Christian said, to that word, and you put your mind. What do he say? And I'll close with this scripture. Uh, Isaiah, uh, what is it, 26, 3, I believe? Thou shalt keep him in perfect peace, whose mind stayed on thee. And I look at it like this, like, mind, get back there. Mind, get back there. Mind stayed on thee. Mind stayed on thee. So if you, it's your choice to put your mind. None of us are victims. Don't you think that again, mind. Don't you lust after that girl. Don't you think about that. Cut it out. Grab yourself by the ear. Don't put up with it. Be nice to people, but your flesh, I mean, you say, shut up. 